lifted hands this morning, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house one more time. Where we can come and gather in thy name and be in thy presence. Father God, you hear our hearts this morning as we cry out to you. Asking, oh God, that you would hear our prayers, for we know that you do. And when you hear, you're ready to make a move on our behalf. So God, we praise you in advance for those things that we've asked you for. We worship you because we know that you are King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God, it is your desire to be in this house today and to move and to break chains and to loosen things that need to be loose. And let liberty have its way in this place today. So God, we will magnify thy name, the name that is above every name, that at your name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And because, God, we know that you have all power in your hand, those things that we brought to you, we're expecting you to move. And because we expect you to move, we can praise you for it right now. Right God, now. we might not right see now. it, but we understand yeah. faith. Faith is the substance of things yes. hoped for. Yes. And it is the evidence of things yet not seen. And God, though I do not see it, I know it is being moved right now. Because God, you taught me to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. So because of that, God, I will not look on things through my natural eyes. But God, I will look at it through my spiritual eyes. Because, God, since you've proven yourself to be true and faithful over and over Hallelujah. again throughout your word. Hallelujah. I know that you'll be faithful to me as your child. I pray for Brother Louis today, oh God, that you would continue to touch his yes, body. Yes, yes. Not only touch his body, God, that you would give him a complete healing. Yes, Lord. I pray for my wife this morning as she's going through some pain, but I know that the shoulder is getting stronger. Yes, Lord. I've seen her lift her hand a little higher. I've seen her move a little bit more. I've seen her spread the medications a little bit wider that she doesn't have to take it Hallelujah. as much. Hallelujah. And I'm believing God by faith that she will be totally healed. Yes, Lord. For those of y'all that are in the house today that have struggled. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Count it all joy you, when you fall into dying. Yes, yes, yes. Thank Knowing you. that God is trying your faith. As he tries your faith, he's trying to get you to be patient. But you've got to let patience have his perfect work yes, in yes, you. Yes. And know that your struggles, know that your battles, know that your trials Thank you, Jesus. are to build you up. Yes, They're not to tear you down. Thank you, Jesus. So every time you face something in your life, get excited about it. Because God had the confidence in you that you could step in and face it. Because he will be the one that brings you to the other side. There's a rainbow at the end of your trials. And that treasure has nothing to do with monetary things. There's a treasure that is called heaven. And if I can endure to the end, then shall I be saved. So in my endurance, give me the strength to fight. Give me the strength to stand. Give me the strength to have faith. Give me the strength to believe that all things are possible to the Lord which we serve. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us worship him. Not for what we want him to do. 
but let us worship him for who he is. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Come worshiping before the throne of God. For the Lord, he is good, and his
have demonstrated it time and time again, God, of your goodness and your grace, your mercy, your excellence, your majesty. Oh, God, we've come in here expecting this morning. Right now, all over this building, can we just begin to recognize our God? We've come into a sanctuary that is dedicated to the God that was and is and is to come. The God that knows exactly what we have need of before we ask, before we bring a submission of requests, God knows. And we believe right now that God is going to do something in this house. All over this church, this body of believers, those born again of water and of fire, right now, can you believe with me and agree with me that God is going to do something here this morning? The Bible says that a two, three, agree on one thing. Let it be established. God, establish, God, your dominance in this service. I believe for a deliverance here this morning. How about you? I believe for a healing here this morning. How about you? I believe for reassurance here. How about you? I know a God that can do all things exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. Amen. And this morning we are going to do something that I think is important, vitally important. I'm going to ask my Ima Levon to come to this altar. And that's Hebrew for Mother White, the mother of this church, Sister White, who has been with us for so long that has dedicated her life to us, this church, and to God for so long. Amen. Please, in front of the altar, please, Ima. I'm going to ask every lady filled with the Holy Ghost to please surround Sister White. And we are going to pray for her. I'm not going to get into the specifications, but I know a God that can do all things. In just a moment, I'm going to get into a very specific prayer. I felt led, for those that understand what this is, this is a talit, specifically a talit gadol. And a talit means cloak, and gadol talit means a large cloak. It is a Jewish prayer shah. And we know that in Judaism, which is our spiritual heritage, that it represents the covering of God, the Shekinah of God, the glory of God that is covering the individual that is under it. These tassels are called seat seats. They represent, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And we know that the power is not in the talit. The power is not in the seat seats, but it is in an act of faith. And I am asking here this morning that we pray like never before, that we unify like never before, and we call and intercede on God like never before for God to move in the situation. Many of you have seen God demonstrate great and mighty things in your life, and you know that he can do all things. Uh, Right now, in unity, begin to lift your voice uh, and pray for Sister White. Uh, Right now, begin to lift your voice uh, with a confidence in God, with an understanding on who God is uh, and begin to lift your voice uh, and pray uh, and begin to sense and discern the need right now in Jesus name. Come on, stay focused on the Lord and see what he does. That's it. Don't get weary in well-doing this morning. Keep your minds on the Lord. I'm believing that God is going to move in a mighty way here this morning. Jesus. 
Jesus. Come on, pray with me right now. Lord God of Jacob, there is nothing you cannot do. God, you are consistent and you are faithful. God, you move mountains. You move heaven and earth. All the universe, God, obeys your command. And, God, we pray for this circumstance right now. God, I know that there may be uncertainty. There may be doubt. God, there may be even fear. But, God, you did not give us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. God, you are my Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that heals, God, the great and wise physician. It is by your stripes in which we are healed. God, you move all things, God. Move this obstacle. Dissolve this obstacle right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, like this Talita represents your glory, God. Begin to cover her right now. I pray for a clarity. God, I pray, oh, God, for a clearance. Uh, alleviate the situation, God. Lord, I'm believing it right now. Your report, your capability, who you are in God. Lord, there is nothing you cannot do, God. We believe. Uh, come on, church, pray. Pray, sense the burden, feel after the burden, discern the burden, pray for one another, begin to lift your voice, believe, 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 come on, somebody celebrate the miracle. Oh, God, there is nothing that can stop you, God. You are unstoppable. Oh, God, this is a miracle in the making, a testimony in the making. Another one, oh, God, that gives you glory. God, I am looking forward to the report. I am believing for the report. I am celebrating the report right now in Jesus' name. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. God, you have done too much thus far. God, to give up. You've done us too far to fail, God. And, Lord, you have set into motion something great, God. And we believe that here this morning. We celebrate that here this morning, God. We worship you. We praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. These altars are always open. If you need prayer this morning for somebody else or for yourself or a circumstance, Come up to this altar and let us pray for you and watch God's wonders. This is what services are about. God encountering, God healing, God moving in the lives of his sons and his daughters. This is what church is about. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Not just because I asked. We clap our hands, all ye people, because God is working. Even though we don't see it, 
even though we don't hear it, even though we don't understand it, God is working. And I am asking some of you to believe on that this morning. This is your service. This is your moment. These altars are open. Let us continue to sing on to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are going to do. Thank you, God, for what you have already done. And, God, we've come in believing here this morning, Jesus. Sister White would like to share something with the congregation. I, um, I talked to my husband this morning, and um, I wasn't sure whether to share or not, but he told me I needed to go ahead and share so that you all could be informed and also so you'd know specifically how to pray. As you all know, I've... Um, of course, not everyone knows, so I'm just going to share for just a minute. But I was hospitalized with COVID for a couple of weeks, and they discovered I had two different cancers at that time. So I went through all the surgeries and all the treatments and the radiation, et cetera. And the Lord, really, I mean, I did amazingly wonderful. God was with me every step of the way. But um, I have been continuing to be a little bit short of breath and they were supposed to be checking on me every six months, but they changed it to every three months recently because they noticed that I have, um, like, a growth in my lung. And it's, I mean, it's growing. It's not like it's just sitting there. It is growing, and they don't want to exactly name it at this point. And they mentioned a couple things that I'm not going to name because I'm just going to trust the Lord and believe and can continue. And I'm telling you something. Everything I've gone through the past year and a half, the thing I've endeavored to do and that I encourage you all to do is you have to, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what it is, you've got to pray. You've got to stay faithful. Amen. You've got to worship the Lord. You've got Amen. to thank him. Amen. You've got to lift him up. Amen. No matter what. So when you see me up here coughing, it's because of this issue that's going on in my life. And my endurance is not what it once was, but I promise you, I am giving it my all. Amen. I'm doing all I can in prayer. I'm doing all I can to take care of myself. But just so you're aware, my husband wanted me just to go ahead and share. Um, and I really appreciate it because I know you all love me and I know you're praying for me. And Amen. I thank you so much. And I really felt the Lord this morning that I know no matter what, no matter what, I know without a shadow of a doubt, whatever God chooses for me, whatever it is, life or death, I am going to praise him and love him every moment of my life with all the strength that I have. And I encourage you to do the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you all. Amen. Amen. These altars are open. I'm believing that those growths will disperse in Jesus' name. Amen. Resurrection and the touch of your breath. I die now daily so that
give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. I truly sense that God desires to encourage you here to, this morning to bring into remembrance that he is a God that is faithful, Amen. a God that is for you. And I pray that this morning as we are reflecting within ourselves and we're reflecting within our spirit, that we think about all the times that God has been there. God puts memorials in our lives to bring in a remembrance of his goodness and his grace and his miracles, his signs, his wonders, his reassurance. And as Sister Simmons was saying, it's a performance on the standby. It's a performance ready to happen, a fulfillment of a promise. And some of you are waiting for that as she discussed Wednesday night. But you've got to claim it. You've got to seek it. You've got to trust for it. And sometimes when it comes to the fulfillment, as we've seen through scriptures, leprosy required the faith of dumping seven times in the Jordan River, dipping seven times in the Jordan River to be healed. Sometimes it's an act of faith to bring that performance to reality. And some of you are carrying such burdens here. It's hidden behind smiles. It's, it's hidden behind longing stares. It's hidden behind a countenance that shows no emotion. But your heart is crying out for your God here this morning. And you are in the right place in the right time for God to demonstrate his care, to demonstrate his love, to demonstrate his peace. Services aren't for motion. Services aren't just simply interacting with our fellow brothers and sisters. But services are designed for you to interact with God, for God to move in your life. Not for you to come in one way and leave the same way, but to come in one way and leave different and changed and encouraged. And that is for somebody here this morning. And all you have to do to obtain that performance is reach out for it. Can we lift our hands here this morning? I rebuke every spirit of distraction. I rebuke that spirit that is utilizing your emotions and thoughts to hinder you from encountering God. Creating doubts and fear. Let it be a liberty in this place this morning. Let it be a peace in this place. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That performance, that fulfillment is right there. You just got to obtain it. Maybe God says, if you would just lift your hands another minute, call on my name for another 30 seconds. Watch what I do. Come on, somebody right now, begin to rend your heart, not your garment, before God. Begin to open up your heart and your mind. Amen. We can't move from a place... Uh, if somebody is missing out, God wants to heal somebody's heart. God wants to encourage. God wants to heal a body. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke doubt. I rebuke depression in this place. And let it be power, love, and a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Power, love, and a sound mind. Jesus, move into this place. Somebody just needs to let go. Too long you've carried your burden. Too long you have been weighed down by your burden. Come on to me, those that are burdened and heavy laden, and he shall give you rest. Jesus, move into this place.
God, let your peace saturate this atmosphere. Oh, somebody needs it here this morning. If we focus on the Lord, if we focus on the Lord, we put our minds into subjection. Jesus, Jesus, have your way, God. Have your way in this place. My my caretaker and my defender, a shepherd. He goes before me. These words minister to you. God. 
Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Can we clap our hands because he has given us the victory. He has bestowed upon us the victory. Amen. If you feel comfortable, you may return to your seats this morning. If you are praying, please continue to pray. Does not change the service in the least bit. Continue to talk to your God. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Hillman to come and give the, mor the morning announcements. Amen. Appreciate Brother Hillman and all that he does. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Can I say it again? Praise the Lord, everybody. I believe as we stand before the people of God, it should be a praise of worship. Amen. So I would just like to say praise the Lord to everyone this morning. Amen. Thank God that we serve a wonderful Savior. Amen. I'm so glad that God saved me one day out of my sins. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I have a place to worship my brothers and sisters in the Lord where we can come into this place gathered in his name to worship him. Praise the Lord. In the way of our announcements, we have youth service. It's going to be uh, this Wednesday, August 31st, of uh, course, at uh, p.m. service. And then we have a youth assembly practice that's going to be uh, next Sunday, which is the 4th. Um, that's at 4 o'clock p.m. Um, today, I believe we have in the practice. Yes, today at 4 o'clock, excuse me. Um, also, uh, this coming Tuesday, we have an, um, a thing that we're going to do with our, our veterans, not just our veterans here in this church, in this assembly, but um, Pastor had a burn his heart that we reach our community with uh, the veterans. So we have a little uh, get-together um, this coming Tuesday, the 30th of August at 6 p.m., Amen. So all those that are veterans and retirees or what have you have any uh, affiliation with the uh, military, you're more than welcome to come out to attend that particular gathering that we're going to have with our veterans in the community. Can you say amen? Amen. Also, we still got our clothes our closet. We're still collecting clothes and food and hangers. And just like I stated Wednesday, just don't give something in your house that you don't want. You need to give your best to people. Don't get an old can of corn that you have sitting up in your cabinet for two years. And you're saying, you know what, I ain't doing none of this corn. Let me give it to the church. Nah, now that's not right. <laughs> so, so give your best. If you even got to buy something fresh off the counter, shelf, do so. You're being a blessing to someone else because just think of you using someone else's shoes. If you want the worst, like what the, these other organizations do, they give you food and stuff, bread that's stale, cookies that's outdated. No. We saints of God. Amen. We live for the Lord. We need to give our best whatever we do. Can we say amen? Amen. Also, we have a uh, church fellowship, which we call a potluck. That's going to be on Sunday. What date is that? I can't confuse about the date. October 30th. October 30th. At 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. So we got many uh, enough time to prepare ourselves uh, for that. That's in place of a lot of those that participate in Halloween. Our costumes is going to be 
a nice shirt, long sleeve shirt, nice skirt. That's going to be our, our, our uh, Halloween uh, dress, church clothes, amen, <laughs> casual clothes. That's going to be your costume for that evening. We're taking that in place of, of how our kids celebrate um, the world, celebrate uh, Halloween and things of that nature. We like doing it in a, a Christian-type way, in a Christian-type atmosphere. So come, amen, dress casual. You want to come, dress sharp, whatever. Hey, that's, that be your costume for that evening. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Also, um, uh, that's going to be for um, uh, our fall festival. That's going to be the 31st. What this is here, the 30th? The 30th. And we have the potluck on the, the, uh, potluck, is when the potluck in? The 30th, sir. The potluck is the 30th, and the fall festival is the 31st. Gotcha. Okay. Praise the Lord. So anyone have any other announcements that we can um, share this morning? Anyone have anything they like to, that we don't know about, that we're unaware of? Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Brother Hillman. Amen. Looking forward to all the events that are transpiring here at the church. As he said, we have our veterans outreach happening this Tuesday at 6. If you know uh, an active duty member, a veteran, somebody that has served, please invite them. Uh, as I have shared with the church, there is a Vietnam Veterans Association that I'm praying uh, gets to make it and gets to come and, and fellowship. And I'm sure that just many of the, the stories that they have uh, from the various veterans is going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be uh, very moving, I'm sure. Amen. And then looking forward to the potluck on the 30th of October in our fall festival, the 31st of October. As we said, we don't celebrate Halloween, or even though it's commercialized, the history of it is very ungodly. Amen. The, the, the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy covers everything that, the that Halloween celebrates. Amen. And so we do not partake, and we have had some amazing fall festivals in times past. If there are no more announcements, yes, Brother Charles. do. As Brother Charles said, we're going to have the candy collection bin in the foyer starting next week. As we have said in times past, the candy that we donate to the Fall Festival, please, no Halloween association or affiliation whatsoever on the wrappers. Amen. So just candy, we start collecting. And as Brother Charles said, if you want to assist, physically be a volunteer, please get with him or my wife. And if you feel led to financially assist, get with Brother Charles or my wife. Amen. Brother David, did you have an announcement? I could hear you. Correct. It is a fall festival. It's an alternative to Halloween. Amen. Yes, sir.
Amen. Looking forward to having you there. We had a great last year. Enjoyed it. And it was a community event. Amen. If there are no more announcements, we're going to receive our Sunday morning tithe and half shekel offering. Amen. Everybody wave at one another. Amen. Our ensemble may be seated. Amen. So good to see everybody this morning. Once again, so good to have our visitors. I pray that you've been blessed thus far in the service. Amen. Please, it's right there. As we're quickly making our way to our seats, amen, back to our pews. I'm going to ask Brother Scotty here when we are ready. He is going to be sharing our weekly biblical character trait. As Bishop said, this is going to be a teaching that is going to begin here shortly about biblical character. I think that that is a vital thing to maintain, a vital aspect to maintain is character. Unfortunately, in today's society, character is not focused. Building character is not the focal point anymore, and we are seeing the results of that. Amen. Whether it's in children, and I work in education, or it is in adults. Character is important, specifically biblical principle character. So, Brother Scotty, we're honored to have you here this morning. Please share our biblical character. <laughs> Praise the Lord, church. Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, today I have a, a character trait that is very much on time with what's happened today. Um, I, I can't really explain too much other than um, everything I've heard this morning about Sister White and everything. This this is very much uh, very much on time, and and I'm thankful for for this trait. I know it sounds weird to be thankful for a trait, but uh, like I said, it's it's very pertinent. Uh, today's trait is going to be optimistic. Optimism. Optimistic means to be meditating upon the most high, the most hopeful aspects of any situation. Like I said, that to me is extremely important right now because a lot of us are going through a lot and we have hope. Lots and lots of hope. Um, if we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 25, um, it says, But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. It's amazing to me. I, I'm still taken back because all of this just came together and I love it so much. Um, but we tend to see two kinds of people in this world. Uh, people that seem to see the glass half full and half empty. Scripture speaks of another person, though, one that doesn't respond to the contents of the glass, whether it be water or the lack thereof. But they speak of biblical optimism with hope in God. The belief that God is able to create anything, water from a rock, oil from the lack thereof. Our God is capable of so much. God is able to provide all we need in any situation, any situation. He can fill any vessel, even cause it to overflow, as the word tells us. 
Moses, as an example of, of true optimism, Moses sent 12 spies into the land of Canaan to recon the promised land, to see exactly what they were facing as they had to go into it. He sent a number of men, but one particular man, Caleb. He saw what they had to face, all of the giants, all of the existing cities, all of the, the armies that were there. He saw what they had to face, and he still believed that they would be victorious. He had optimism. He saw what the children of Israel would face. He saw all of the things that they had in front of them, yet he still believed that they would see God's promise. He still hoped every single time, every single day. The Bible says that he actually, <laughs> the Bible says that they actually, the children of Israel, they murmured against God. They did not have the optimism that Caleb had seen in that land of, of, of Canaan. They caused so much dissension. They murmured against God. They spoke against, well, why are we doing this? Why in the world are we going into this land where there's giants? We're never going to make it. But it says in the Bible that Caleb actually silenced the people. He stopped them from murmuring. He told them, he actually said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome. He didn't want to wait until tomorrow. He wanted to do it today, now. This is the kind of thought process that we should all have, that we have hope today, not tomorrow, not for a couple months from now, not for maybe what's going to happen in a year, but today you have hope in the Lord. This hope that Caleb showed in Numbers actually gave him the, the ability to get into the promised land where others didn't. God saw that optimism and rewarded him for that. He had a, what the Bible actually says that he had a different spirit, okay, a hope in God to provide them with the land that he had promised. I believe that that spirit was God. That same spirit that we all need, that we should demonstrate today, is what gave Caleb the ability to be optimistic that he would be victorious. We must encourage ourselves in our time of doubt. We have to put our faith in God, our hope in God in every situation. We have to see beyond the physical sight, and we have to see with our eyes of faith. We have to look past what a doctor tells us what the world tells us and we have to know that the God that we serve is going to be victorious in this situation much like Caleb we have to see past these circumstances and see the God that controls those circumstances not the circumstance but the God that controls those circumstances place your hope in God stay optimistic he will see us every one of us through every adversity that we will face if we just remember to never fear that God is here. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. It's okay. You're good. Amen. I think every apostolic should be optimistic as we should operate in trust, hope, and faith in all things. Amen. We need to pray for our bishop. And Brother Delion, they are in Tennessee at Brother Rainer's church this morning. We need to pray for traveling mercies. Can you continue to pray for Sister Phillips, Brother Pardo, and Sister White? We are believing. Amen. I'm rebuking those growths in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to be reading in the book of Job, chapter 20, verses 20 through 22. Very familiar scripture. We're going to be diving into a little poetry because the book of Job is considered poetry. Very familiar scripture. 
Then Job arose and rent his mantle. He tore his mantle. He tore his clothing. He was in a grieving. And he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. Man, what a demonstration. He just lost everything, his family, his possessions, his children, his house. Everything was taken away, but yet he worshiped. Amen. And he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, and this is a demonstration of that optimism. This is a demonstration of faith. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we put our Bibles down? We've heard and encountered God thus far. We've heard about a character trait that corresponds with this morning's message. Can we lift our hands and close our eyes and go to the Lord? One more time, can we just ask for him to close up this service and for us to encounter him to his intentions? Lord God of Jacob, I pray right now, Lord, that you just begin to move into this place. I ask, oh God, that we thank you, Lord, for what you have done thus far this morning. And God, I pray that in the hard times, in the darkness, in the shadows, oh God, Lord, that you remind us that you will be at the end of that tunnel, at the end of the circumstances. God, you give us hope in the midst of the changing situations. God, you are consistent. God, you are faithful to a thousand generations. And God, I pray for those that are here this morning that they are encouraged even in the midst of their loss. In Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated. I like to preach this particular thought, the flux and the solid. The flux and the solid. What is a flux? In the concept of science, flux is an ever-changing state of matter. We could use this particular word and utilize it towards an electron. That electron is always moving around and never in the same place. When that electron is moving rapidly, they say that it is in a state of flux. It is not consistent. It is ever-changing. Now we could use this word to apply to our everyday life or apply it to circumstances. Flux means that it is a state of change or movement, consistently changing, never the same. And I am here to tell you that we are in a constant state of flux in our life. Things were not the same today as they were yesterday. Things an hour ago are not the same that they are now. Our life is a constant state of flux. We have to prepare ourselves, we have to put our minds in it, that we are fluctuating through our lives and through time. As I have been reflecting on my 40 years of life, and I have many more to go, it is interesting how you start to think how time flies by and how things have changed. I remember growing up with VHSs. I remember growing up with cassettes. I remember going to the library. I remember doing a research project, and I've got to use the do 
Dewey Decimal System. These kids have no clue what that Dewey Decimal System is. That is because society and our lives are in a constant state of flux. That is one thing that I can guarantee besides death, because we are all guaranteed death, is that we are in a consistent state of flux in our life. Who I was as a person 10 years ago, I have changed. I am not the same person. And I pray that I have changed for the better 10 years ago and closer to God than 10 years ago. It is what we do in the midst of the flux that matters. Our society is in an interesting state of flux when we agree, Elder. But there is nothing new under the sun. We are in a society where, hey, we could redefine stuff just to change the definition a little bit, and now it is acceptable. We can redefine the value of an unborn life. I could redefine gender. I could redefine so many different things, and we call it acceptance. We better be careful what we post online, otherwise we are complicit to the societal flux. Society is moving in such a way where what was once unacceptable is now acceptable. What was once considered ungodly is now celebrated. And what is godly is now despised. We have to be careful how we interact with the flux of our life. Amen. We have churches today that are having marches on platforms, if you know what I mean. In a house of God, the church world ecumenically together is in a flux. But we've got to make sure that we stay solid. Because we lean on the rock of our salvation, which is Jesus Christ. And we know that the children of Israel, this is what caught them up was the flux. This is how they worshipped the other gods is because they blew with the wind of society. They blew with the flux, and they fell out of their devotion to God. If we are not careful, the flux will catch us up, and we will change with it. But we've got to stay strong to the things of God. Once again, be careful what you post online. Because if you're not careful, you're complicit to the flux. But I want to be liked. Be careful what you're willing to sacrifice to be liked. Amen. God is our rock and our salvation. He is our chief cornerstone. And some of you this morning, because of the circumstances in life, you are in an utter flux of your season. Life changes. Life is in a constant state of change. Seasons never stay the chain, never stay the same. And I am thankful that we are not in triple-digit temperature when you agree. I don't want to be solid there. That could be in flux. Amen. When it's as hot as it was in Iraq in central Texas. Amen. But life is ever-changing. But it, we have to stay consistent. God is consistent. Life is going to throw you in a flux. And many of you are wondering, what am I going to do in this change? What am I going to do in this flux? Be solid. Stand on the rock of your salvation. Stand on the word of God. Stand on godly principles. Stand on godly characteristics. And the flux won't mean anything. Amen. 
We come to the poetry that is the book of Job. Why is it considered poetry? Because it's lyrical. And the dialogue is poetic between Job and his friends, his wife, and eventually God. It describes so poetically the characteristics and the aspects of God. Amen. Job was annotated in Scripture to give us an example what to do in the worst-case scenario of the flux. Wouldn't you agree that Job has gone through a lot more than many of us? Not to minimize what we're going through, not to minimize the pain and the suffering that you have gone through, but God places these things and these examples in Scriptures to encourage us to tell you that there is an inroad in the midst of the flux. Amen. And we know that Job, man, he went through it. Family, his house, his business, his livestock, all his children. But I want you to understand this too. God chose Job just to embarrass Satan. Satan thought he was so gutsy showing up to the throne room. I guarantee you he had to fall on his face just to ask permission to do anything. While his face is planted on the floor because he's in the glory of God, A, is it oak? I've been going to and fro. Shh. Hush. Have you considered my servant Job? What an honor that was. That God used Job as a tool to embarrass Satan. And some of you may be going through, maybe God said, have you considered my servant? Some of us are really going through some hard times this morning, but maybe God is saying, have you considered my servant? Because I know their heart, and I know how they are in that state of flux, that they are not in flux, but they are solid. They won't blow through the winds of the situation, but they are solid. I am honored that God chose me to be an embarrassment for Satan, because God gets the glory at the end. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to embarrass the fallen angel. Only if Joe knew the the significance of what God did. Man, if we stay strong to God, we say, Satan, you're about to be embarrassed. Remember that Job guy? It's about to happen to you again because God fights for me. God delivers me, and God is for me. Amen. But Job stayed strong in the midst of the flux. He held on to God in the midst of the circumstance. And here this morning, we've got to hang on in the midst of this unnerving change in our life and to be a solid. A solid means that I'm not changing my state of matter. I am unchanging. I'm unwavering. Amen. I'm not slipping. And that's what God is in our life. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God that was and is and is to come. And that is the God that you serve here this morning, and you need to lean on him. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Scotty to come back up. If he has any breath left, what a great demonstration. A biblical character. Amen. But just know what you are going through, this too shall pass. I'm just honored to have you stand up here with me this morning. I'm, no, I'm honored. I'm honored. But what you are going through this morning, just know that this too shall pass. Because life is in a 
perpetual state of flux, but God is consistent. Amen. As you know, and we as discussed, the shofar has multiple purposes. We have, we have shown how it can be utilized in warfare to call the troops, right? To signify that the enemy is at the walls or the enemy is coming to the camp. That is a great utilization for it. It has been used for battle formations. It has been utilized also to call the people into a state of assembly, to call the people to worship and praise at the temple and tabernacle. But when it comes to the particular Jewish festival of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year or the head of the year, they blow the shofar and that goes back into that ancient tradition. And each particular sound has a significance. Right now here this morning, Brother Scotty, who you see standing before you looking quite handsome, he is what we would call a tokia player. A tokia is a particular sound, but somebody that is designated in a synagogue or in ancient times in ancient Israel, the person that played the trumpet of the shofar was called a tokia or tokia player. Their responsibility was to practice, 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 and be solid in all things. Amen. And each particular sound of the shofar that is played in a time of worship has a significance. As we have stated in times past throughout the Old Testament, everything that they did represented a characteristic of God. And here this morning, sometimes it could be by preaching, sometimes it could be by the song, sometimes it could be by an altar call, but as we are with teachers, uh, we know that there are many learners, there's different modalities of learning, and I pray here this morning, what we are about to do reminds you of the goodness of God. Amen. And each particular sound has a meaning. There is a hundred notes in total. Tokia. That long blast represents the place where we are on the mountaintop. It represents when we are in a state of joy and peace. And everything is perfect. God has brought us to the top of that mountain and all is well. But as I said, life gives you flux, doesn't it? Next sound. Amen. Shofarim. And these three blasts represents that we are now in a state of despair. Those three sounds represent a crying and a sigh within our hearts. Do you notice how there is a difference in the sound and how it is presented? I shout because I'm on the mountaintop and now I have slipped into the place of wailing. Those short types of sound. And we've been there when we've had a serious cry. When we can't breathe anymore, we start to hyperventilate and we have no air. We have no energy left. We have no tears left. And you know that type of crying. That is what that sound means. The next one is Torah. And these nine short blasts represent the depths of sorrow. Do you hear how it could represent a crying within somebody's heart? A desperation within their heart. In this, in this particular cycle, in this particular way, it represents the most depressing place that we are in. And some of you are in the shofarim here this morning. 
Some of you are in that Torah, but never fail. God never fails. Never fear. God is solid. As there is always a flux, we have our high moments, we have our low moments in the valley, but God always brings us out. And my personal favorite, you got some lungs? Tokia Gadol. And why that the longer blast is longer and more prominent is because it represents God bringing us out of the valley and back onto that mountain. When God delivers, isn't there always a shout? When God moves, there is always a shout. When God brings you out of that pain and that hurt, there is always a shout. When there is beauty from the ashes, there is always a shout. When there is joy in the midst of the morning, there is always a shout. And God wants to bring you to that Tokia Gadol when there is a shout. Somebody clap your hands here this morning and give our God a Tokia Gadol. A shout. And God is ready to meet that need here this morning. The sound reminds you that God will deliver, and it is only Him that brings that deliverance. It reminds the people that in success and joy, it was God alone that brings that success and deliverance. So we must remain broken and contrite before him and to not let our egos and pride rise up in the midst of the mountain. Otherwise, we will be reminded of the one that we serve and whose capability it is to bring us out of that valley. In the wailing sound, it is not to become depression or despondent, but to become encouraged that God will end the season and a new chapter will arise. Though there may be a flux in our life, our solid, which is the rock of our salvation, and when we trust him, he moves the flux to his glory. He moves the flux to bring you deliverance. He moves the flux uh, to build a testimony and a memorial. Amen. And to the Jewish people, after the sounds of the Tokia Gadol, is to remember that joy comes, joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Toda Lecha Tokia. Thank you, my Tokia player. This is your morning. Some of you are living in the Torah, and maybe the three sounds of sorrow. Some of you, it's the Tokia. Some of you are in these various places in flux, but God wants to bring you out of it. As Job understood, God giveth and taketh away, but blessed be his name. He never sinned, he never turned against God, and he was blessed. He was blessed. Abundantly, he was blessed from the midst of that flux. Can we stand to our feet here this morning? Thank you, Jesus, for all that you do in our life and what you continue to do. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Jesus, we thank you, God, that you are the one that brings us out of the valley of the shadow of death, God. You bring us back to the mountaintop, God. You are the one, oh, Lord, that is with us in our sorrow. And, God, here this morning I sense that somebody is desperate 
to understand the flux, to be, oh God, blessed in the midst of the flux. God, we stand on you, which is solid. God, I don't want God to become a victim, blown with the window winds, God, of societal flux, but to stand strong in you. God, encourage somebody here this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. The flux and the solid. God is my solid. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? Now these altars are open. We will pray for you. We're not going to formally dismiss this morning. Amen. Don't forget, we have youth ensemble practice here today at 4 p.m. because we have our youth service coming this Wednesday. Visitors, so glad that you came. I pray that you were blessed. It was so good to see you. Once again, I like that bow tie. Bow ties are cool. Amen. May the Lord bless you, keep you. We will see you tonight here at 6. Amen.